0: SMB Wisdom acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands upon which we have recorded this podcast today. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Hello and welcome to the SMB Wisdom podcast, coming to you from the land of the Yuggera and Turable people. My name is Alice Roo and I'm a partner at SMB Advisory, the proud sponsors of this podcast. The SMB Wisdom Podcast is a forum to provide value tips for business owners from an extended network of experts on their topics of expertise. I'm so very blessed to have an amazing network of people who are fabulous at what they do. They might be accountants, lawyers, business owners, or any number of individuals that day in, day out, deal with the issues and problems that can plague small and medium business owners and come up with solutions, outcomes, and results to assist it's now my mission to bring some of this knowledge to small and medium business owners to assist them in making their good businesses great and their great businesses fabulous. Now on with today's episode. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for our SMB Wisdom Reflection Series for 2022. Um... 2022 has been another year like no other where we've started to live and work through a different lens and in this series I'm privileged to speak with a series of guests that might also just happen to be my friends and colleagues and um, about the milestones that they've reached, the challenges they've faced and the lessons that we've all learnt through the course of 2022. Um, As an insolvency practitioner, I do like to look at the learnings that come about from um, businesses or ventures that might find themselves in distress in order to advise others on how to attempt to mitigate against making similar mistakes in the future. Um, In that same vein, I do like to look to my colleagues, my contacts and my friends and see what they've learnt from their different experiences as I think it builds towards a wealth of knowledge. And this is why in this series, I'm talking with a number of esteemed and accomplished individuals to see what 2022 meant to them the lessons that have been learned, and what might be ahead for 2023. Today, I'm speaking with the wonderful Angela Layley. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. Um, Angela's practised as a solicitor in Brisbane for 12 years, but was then called to the bar in 2016. Ange has a background in both corporate and personal insolvency, um, and Angela's also experienced in wills and estates disputes, in particular family provision applications commercial litigation and family law matters. As well as appearing regularly in both the state and federal jurisdictions, Angela is also frequently involved in alternate dispute resolution processes and is a nationally accredited mediator. Welcome, and we're really, well, we the royal we. I'm very pleased <laughs> to have you on um, the SMB Reflection Series for this year. Um, I think a lot's happened, but before we dive into that, are you able to tell me what traditional land you're coming to us from today?
1: The Turbo Land.
0: Excellent. And so you're in Brisbane City today?
1: Yes, I am, yep.
0: Fabulous. Um, it's been a year. Has there been a lot of disputes this year as a barrister? Angela, you probably see the, the front line more than most.
1: Um, I think we're slowly starting to see a return in commercial disputes. I think um, 2020 and 2021 were shocking for commercial litigation. Um, People were worried, um, worried what was going to happen financially. So they just weren't spending money on lawyers, Um, which, you know, I can understand. But I my experience and the experience of my peers seems to be that that is slowly coming back now we're seeing um people starting to gear up which is good and hopefully has good ramifications for insolvency too you know once that sort of disputes start to filter through particularly when we're seeing partnership disputes and those sort of things ramping up again
0: look I, I agree with you there and it's funny how we do talk about you know hopefully it filters through to insolvency. There's probably others out there that are going, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, but I must it. admit that I am, um, I'm firmly believing that we have a capital, um, a capitalism system that works for our enterprises within, you know, that system. It is It is what we are. Speak of capitalism as you do, um, but it does need to provide for business failure to be able to have recovery and then mm. for things to work in a cycle. And when you don't actually have that cycle, the um, you sort of the underlying premise of the enterprise, you know, capitalism system that we have just doesn't work. So whilst it seems a weird thing for us to say, and for me anyway, incredibly self-centred to talk about, um, hopefully, you know, the insolvency world starts to, to, to trigger along again, I do truly believe that when that happens, it actually does sort of turn the soil and allow for recovery and allow for bigger and better things to happen in that place.
1: Yeah, and I think too, the other thing you've got to remember, and, and I think this is going to be a problem that we're not going to solve quickly um in the coming months but um we've got a lot of dead wood out there at the moment Mm -hmm. and nobody has the capability or the time to be able to deal with it because Mm -hmm. who's going to pay everybody Mm -hmm. to go and clean this up but while that is still there and even some of these businesses are continuing to sort of limp along it doesn't allow the newer ones to come through and sort of thrive you know they're still competing essentially with Mm. these businesses right. that should have long been moved on. So yeah, no, if, you can, if we right. can clear that mess up, I think then there is potential for, you know, and we'll see more growth. And then that that gets that sort of um, mm. commercial side, you know, we want people doing commercial transactions. That's and right. then I want them to do these commercial transactions and for them to stuff them up so that then they need,
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> they they need they to come be, in and fix it. No, I, I totally understand that. Um, I think the other part, and I did get that this, um, ironically, is your reflections, not mine, but I am going to weigh in for a second. But I do think as well that, um, you know, we have used to have these cycles. It used to be, I, I remember in my early days as a practitioner, it used to be sort of a 10-year cycle. We'd have sort of seven mm-hmm. years of building back and then three years of, you know, real uh, business struggle, business distress, yeah. you know, and when we'd have a lot of insolvencies at those times, that that would then clear out, and then there'd be a seven-year sort of almost growth cycle in between. Um, and I think we're now layering um, sort of catastrophes on catastrophes without recovering from them. And I do firmly. Someone actually asked me during the week, you know, why do I think a lot of our economic levers are stuffed? Why do we have the issues with inflation that we have now? Um, sort of just as a pie, and I truly do believe I had to sort of stop myself and steal because it's been a while since I've said this, but I actually still believe that it goes right back to the $900 we all got in 2009 because um, that sort of didn't allow that um, event in um, looking at the GFC to really hit the bottom and to come back from there and we've been hovering above that since. And then we've had some issues in terms of obviously the pandemic and now we've got some climate issues that are coming on that and because we haven't been able to recover every time, we've now got this sort of trifle, fitting analogy mm. for- this podcast, Mm. but this sort of trifle of catastrophes that people are still trying to recover from whilst dealing with the next one. Um, And it is just real. I think it's an exciting, scary, but really exciting time to, like, watch what's happening around because I don't think we've had anything like it before.
1: No. And it's interesting. I hadn't sort of thought that far back, but, you know, I remember getting my $900 and being very excited at the time. (laughs) But (laughs) um, you're right. I mean, it was there is this and you know this is not meant to be a critique of the government obviously it's supposed to be reflections on 2022 but um there is this um culture now where we step in and protect everybody mm-hmm. rather than just some things just should be let fail that you know mm-hmm. like we don't and i don't mean by that the entire economy <laughs> but oh no of know, course but you know there there is a need to prop up to a certain extent mm-hmm. but you know you're right that that $900 did just you know the, the they should have kept hold of that money because they need mm. it now. You know?
0: That's right. No, it's it's a really fair point. So anyway, moving on from that, that's a very good yes. uh, preamble to our discussion today yeah. and in fact. And um I know we've got you teed up to come on the um SMB Wisdom podcast proper. So maybe we've got some other um yeah, yeah. that we can that we can discuss in in that podcast as well. Um and can you uh, let me know. I was going to say start off, but we've sort of been chatting for a while. But um, what did 2022 mean to you?
1: Well, I think, um, and this is sort of harking back to what we were just discussing, but mm-hmm. I think 2022 has definitely sort of been the year of recovery. Um, and, and in a positive sense, I mean recovery. Um, mm-hmm. 2020, 2021, um, from a business perspective, were just horrific Um mm-hmm. That, you know, we were, and I think everybody, you know, was in that sort of same vein. Nobody knew what was going on. Um, there was a lot of fear um, in a business sense as well as in, you know, personal and health senses and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I feel this year there does seem to be a sense of positivity, which is ironic given there's very gloomy predictions for our economy, but mm-hmm. um, I think people are, so happy to be able to throw off the shackles of COVID and what we've been going through for the last couple of years. And so I think, you know, and seeing that sort of in a business sense and then also just in a general social sense as well. Um, So, yeah, so I think 2022 um, was, yeah, the year of recovery um, and which, you know, I have high hopes for 2023 in that regard. So.
0: I think it's weird. We've been talking since twenty twenty really about sort of these these unprecedented times, and yeah. twenty twenty was the year like no other, and then twenty twenty one was a year like no, and now twenty twenty and even though we're recovering, it's sort of in such a um, a different way. To what we've seen before that I don't think that you can automatically think um, and I think this is where you're coming from that 2023 is going to be any different like you know it hopefully will lead to um, some recovery and we'll talk about it in a moment but just again in a very different way I just feel like things are different now
1: well the other thing is too I guess you've got to be careful <laughs> um, from the perspective that you're looking at it obviously in Brisbane you know we we've been reasonably unscathed mm. um what, but talking about recovery in a sense of what's going on around us obviously the southern states are still getting mm. smashed mm. you know so for them 2022 is going to be a very dip, you know it is not going to have been the year of recovery they no, that's not, right it, it's you know it's been a, a dreadful year so um yeah it and, and that's the thing i guess that makes it so unpredictable because all of those factors still flow through to everything that we do Um, Absolutely. And um, so even while things might be looking good up here, nationally, obviously, we've still got lots of things we're dealing with.
0: Yeah. And I think it puts us on that sort of dual economy sort of bandwagon again you know we often do look at Queensland, and western australia in terms of the mining side of the you know the mm. economy and how that makes us work quite differently and in different cycles to say western australia uh, sorry say um victoria and new south wales um you know and so that sort of puts us on slightly different uh time frames and slightly different cycles because of um mm. those main factors affecting the state-based economies and i think this again is now going to have a different cycle because as you said, you're right, in terms of the economic cycle that Queensland's on now, um, Yeah, since we have been able to open up and our tourism and these sorts of things mm. is different again now from um, Victoria, but also um, separately different from New South Wales. And so it'll be really different to how we federally um, sort yeah, of Yeah, even that out, yeah. Yeah, exactly, because the things are so different. But um, mm. no, it, it, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch, I think, um, absolutely. Um so tell me, what about milestones? Did you have any milestones this year? Um, I was trying to think about that in preparation for
1: this. Um, I don't know. Um, it's hard, like, you know, what was a milestone? I mean, I, I still think being here and being still, still being able to practise as a barrister is like a constant Good ongoing milestone. milestone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just surviving. Um, the last couple of years was a milestone. Um, there, there, there isn't anything that sort of leaps out massively. But then I think, I think that's the thing we forget. You know, when somebody asks you what's a milestone, you feel like it has to be some sort of, be, you know, completing a degree or getting yeah. admitted or getting married or, you know. But, um, you know, I think there were lots of little, milestones and wins along the way um mm-hmm. and as I said you know sometimes it's just um still being here still working still having the same partner and still having the same friends I think you know
0: yeah. that's sort of a an achievement at
1: the moment you know Absolutely. I'm happy with that yeah but no so. I agree and
0: I also think for mine the last three years have almost been one so yeah you know, so you know for full disclosure Angie and I are the same age in fact only months apart and mm. um and when I was talking about milestones, I had to check myself to think, oh, did we have a milestone? I like, no, yeah, didn't
1: okay. no, no, no milestones. We're okay with
0: that. Um, no
1: significant birthdays.
0: <laughs> but we sort of, you, you tend to, um, yeah, sort of think of things in that, I think now, three year, you know, what's happened mm. in the last year uh, to actually break it into um, 2022 on its own can be a little bit difficult. But I think what you've said is, um, you know, so refreshing and absolutely true, you know, just um, being able to. To see another year out, um, yeah, and looking at the matters that we've dealt with, you know, within those years and how we've, and sometimes it's not even you know finalisation of matters, is it, Ange? It's actually just progressing them, and how well, you've yeah, done. and you know,
1: I, I don't really want to finalise them. I want them to keep going so they keep paying me. You know, well, <laughs> finalising a matter is a sad thing. Um, the um,
0: the ongoing um the ongoing issues for for council, yeah. um, but yeah, no, that's excellent um all right so then if we haven't had any specific milestones have you had any challenges
1: um I think um in that same vein of you know the recovery Mm -hmm. I think 2022 um and and you know I am not alone in this there will be um you know a lot of us have had financial challenges Mm -hmm. um you know And I certainly saw that as well with a lot of my mates in the insolvency industry. You know, Mm. those of us who were sort of sole practitioners through this period, you know, that has been very hard. Mm -hmm. And um, I think um, the that just that ongoing sort of underlying fear of the unknown, which all is always there, but for some reason has been very amped in these Mm. last three years. so uh, I think that's been a big challenge is, you know, just um, getting up, keeping on, even when, mm. you know, there wasn't a lot to do and it was, you know, mm. still getting up putting your face on every morning, you know. I think okay, that I'm Getting that, ready for that the Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, and, and you've got to be there and you've got to be ready for when it happens and it won't happen if you're not, no. you know. but you're not ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that's sort of an ongoing challenge still. But as I said, you know, twenty twenty two is is um, improving in that. Yeah. Um, I think um, other significant challenges. I mean, there, there are always, um, and you know, you have the saying: there are professional challenges that comes up, yeah. uh, that come up. Sorry. Um, and you know, sometimes you get matters that just leave you scratching your head. So, you know, if you can get them sorted, then that's probably a milestone achievement, you know. Well,
0: um, I think that's right. Absolutely. And especially when sort of someone comes to you, I guess, with one sort of frame of mind and um, a thought pattern in in relation to what they think can, might and will happen. And, you know, it can actually be a milestone to just provide options and um, allow people to understand that maybe what, they think is a, um, you know, the way that the the world's going to work is not necessarily the way that things are going to turn out. And I think that we all too often um, don't appreciate ourselves the input that we can have in those discussions and in providing those options to people that just, it's about not knowing what you don't know. And if they don't know what, you know, what might happen or what certain risk and uncertainty can lead to. Um, then that can impact their decisions and and the options that they believe are available to them.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's one of the, um, particularly in that commercial insolvency sphere, although, you know, and and that's actually, it's probably having the background in that that has sort of helped, particularly when I'm dealing with estates law and family Mm. law, because these people um, usually it's the first time that they've ever brushed up against the legal system. You know, they might have done a conveyance or something like that, but generally they haven't sort of um, mm. been involved. So they're not hardcore litigators like some of our clients. Mm. Um, but that, I think, insolvency definitely does give you that um, background in having to think outside the box and what are the other options Yeah. Um, and what can we do you know, and, you know, sometimes there's nothing you can do. You know, you've no. got to take it out. And, and doing
0: nothing it, but... is always a real option. That's what I tell yeah. you. Nothing is yeah. always a real option. Um, um, the other side of that, end, I think as well, is almost like the parrot down the mine sort of analogy. I think when you talk to a lot of, um, you know, legal practitioners, whether they're lawyers um, or barristers, but also insolvency practitioners who are used to dealing with a great amount of uncertainty, um, who are used to dealing with things not being, you know, uh chipper and not necessarily always having mm-hmm. yeah having a having a more pragmatic than optimistic um outlook on life I think is what I, I like to say. But it's when we collectively start going, oh it's a bit uncertain. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Not quite sure what's gonna happen now. Um, I think that's a really interesting time because we sort of build our entire professions on uncertainty and um, a lack of, you know, knowing what's next on so many matters, you know, having to sensitivity model everything and, um, you mm. know, try and understand what options might be. And, and when you don't have that, and I think that's for me, when it's like, oh, all these people that I know, including myself, who are so used to dealing with all of this uncertainty are now going, we really have no idea. <laughs> What's yeah, and yeah, and it's yeah. Um, okay. And it's one of those, you know, when you, you
1: know, talking to people at functions or whatever. And, oh, you know what do you do? My background's in solvency. Oh, you guys must be really busy. Yeah. No. And then you have sort of got to explain this this concept. Yeah. And, oh, but you're going to be busier. And you're like, we don't know.
0: We, we think don't, So, but we, we really hope don't.
1: so. But we don't. Yeah.
0: No, no, that's
1: that's so true. Um, so. Anyway, you know, fingers crossed we'll all be flat out in 2023. Well, this is but. it.
0: And I guess uh, that leads to my question. In what do you actually think 2023 uh, has in store for us all? And what does it have in store for us what do you think? Um, well,
1: 2023 needs to be really busy until March and then slow down and get busy after April because I'm going overseas for a month. Oh, um, yeah. um, so So... Um, Yes, I would appreciate lots of work between now and then (laughs) so I can pay for my trip. Um, But I think, um, look, I think we're we're not out of the difficulty yet. I think there's still a fair amount of pain for some people to come. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's that age old people who tried to be too clever, you know, with, Prices they were the way they were they way mm. the way they were um, with banks mm. the way they were lending you know they uh, house valuations etc. So mm. that that is going to have to realign itself or mm. you know um, so I think that's still um, which I don't know that is necessarily going to be good for anybody because insolvency practitioners aren't going to really benefit out of that either but. Um, um, but as you say, you know, we've got to, we've sort of got to go through that bottoming out yeah. phase um, to then you know see the growth start coming through again. So I think two thousand and twenty three is probably still going to be hard, um, but I don't know. I, I I'm not normally wildly optimistic, but I just feel like things are getting better. So,
0: yeah, I um, guess um, not to sound too. I feel like I need to touch wood everywhere but you yeah sort of, yeah and I'm not sure you probably got to that point last year but you sort of get to the point where it's like really how far worse can we get <laughs> but well yeah and should i should probably I think, not jinx myself in saying that
1: no but i think i think if we're talking about our profession i think you know it i think it will start to improve now mm-hmm. but i think in an economic sense um you know, there is there is still a fair amount of pain for a lot of people. I agree, and yeah. and you know, day to day pain for all of us. You know, stuff's expensive.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: It's, um, life's expensive at the moment, so you have just sort of got to think a bit harder about what you're doing. I guess. Mm.
0: No, absolutely. Understanding the value of the dollar, I guess, yeah. these days, and then what that actually means.
1: And and again, you know, realizing that the government can't just come in and bail us out every time this mm. gets tough. You know, yeah. people are going to have to go back to learning what money is about yeah i think it's it's been something that um uh, the lessons that have been lost a little bit lately
0: i think that's probably right um now normally at this time of the smb wisdom podcast i would ask for your um sort of best piece of business wisdom but given the festive nature of this series i'm intent going to ask you um do you have a favorite specific festive trend you know end of year tradition or something that you really look forward to either you know because of the end of the year or coming into the new year or you know if you if you celebrate christmas or what it is do you have something that you're like okay that's it you know i bring out the, you know, the Elvis Presley Christmas album and Belgium it like, <laughs> you know, what, What's the, um, you know, what's the Ange end of year, this is marked, you know, tick this one off onto the next one. What's that for you? Um,
1: I, um, we do celebrate Christmas and mm-hmm. um, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with Christmas. Um I think it starts too early, mm-hmm. although in honour of today's podcast, I have pulled out my Christmas jewellery. Yeah. But um, normally, normally I refuse absolutely to do anything Christmas related until the 1st of December. Mm-hmm. But I also then like so um, Christmas decorations then become the focus of my December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's fair and, enough, uh, too. Pulling out the Christmas jewelry and pulling out the Christmas tree and putting it all up, and then, you know, getting yeah. excited when the lights turn on in the city and all that sort of thing. It's lovely, so, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think um, um, just that general, although then, then again, you know, it drives me mental when you see all these people stressing, you know, running around buying stuff and stressing about it and thinking, well, what's the point of that? Like, this is yeah. supposed to be fun.
0: It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's so be fun. I think that's right. And I must admit, one thing that I've learned to appreciate and reappreciate across the last five years, again, being back in Brisbane, is the weather changes. Like you can wake up one morning in the lead up to December, I reckon, and it's Christmas. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. feels it. it just feels like Christmas. Like there's nothing, I, it's really weird. And I've tried to describe it and I've tried to intrinsically sort of go, okay, but there's just, it's sort of mid November. I don't know when mm. you, know, you wake up one day, and you know, for me, the the hair goes curly. It's not straight anymore. <laughs> got, you know, you you yeah, embrace the curl instead of um, <laughs> you know worrying about the rest of it. But there's just this, and then from then on, I think everybody's like, okay, it's <laughs> it's Christmas. Yeah, um, when you start turning the air
1: conditioning on again because it's yeah. unbearable. Yeah, I think that is, um, and you know, it is. We all complain about the heat and humidity and stuff, but it is one of the best
0: times, you know. It is. I and, think you sort of don't um, take yourself seriously somehow once it's like no.
1: Um, so yeah, I think that I think um, I always sort of look forward to um, the end of the year and the the start as a bit of a clean up, clean out, clear mm. out sort of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's always been a big. Um, yeah, you know, i'm not sort of necessarily huge on new, you know resolutions or anything like that but i think it, it is a good time to just sort of and yeah. let go of anything that didn't go according to plan you know yeah. you can leave that behind in 2022 and yeah come out fighting for 2023
0: so i think mean, that's really yeah a smart way of dealing with the drawing a uh, line and and stuff
1: and, no, like, you know, it's cool. interesting because I think, you know, that obviously the podcast theme is reflections and I think this is the sort of time of year when you do have to start looking mm. back and going, okay, well, what worked, what didn't work, mm. um, what do I need to get rid of, what do I need to do again sort of thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's a great exercise for everybody to do. Mm. Um, it's a good time of year for us to be reminded. And sometimes we actually have a little bit of time, especially that between Christmas and New Year. Yeah, exactly. Time, to be honest, just to sort of have a bit of a, a thought through that and see how it all works. Um, thank you so much for being part oh, of this um, series. I really um, I really enjoy talking to everybody about the year because I think it just makes us stop and think. But I learned so much. Um, mm. And it sort of also triggers in me sort of different you know, thought processes and I love to hear everybody else's points of view. So thank you so much, Ange, for being able to um, uh, participate in today's podcast. We'll make sure that we have all of your um, contact details and stuff up on our website and in the show notes so that, you know, people know where to contact you. And as I said, we're looking forward to having you on for um, an SMB Wisdom proper uh, podcast um, for 2023 as well. So I'm really looking forward to that I hope the rest of your year goes well and you get to you know, have, have a bit of that break and recoup before coming back to 2023. Thank you. Um, and I'd like to thank our listeners as well for today. Make sure you hit subscribe and like so you don't miss any of our 2022 reflections. We're going to be uploading them to the stream um, quite sort of randomly and sporadically as they come. Um, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of them. Um, and until we talk again, um, be wise in business. Thanks, Edge. Thanks,
1: Alice. SMB Wisdom is proudly sponsored by SMB Advisory. SMB Advisory is a specialist firm of chartered accountants dedicated to providing specialist insolvency services to financiers, advisors, directors and individuals. The team at SMB Advisory are a safe set of hands to talk through your options when things get tough or when you find yourself in a tricky business situation and you're not sure what's next. Call the team on 1-800-762-238 or send a message through the website www.smbadvisory.com.au to talk through the next steps in your business journey.